Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Hey, well, happy Passover and Easter, Mark. Yeah, he's risen. He's been <laughs> risen for a long time. <laughs> yeah. He's been. He was risen. He has risen. He, he has been risen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... Coming back. And coming back, yeah. I thought we'd record a little episode and talking about uh, the Jesus movie, as I think it's commonly called, even though the poster just says Jesus. I guess it depends. I think originally they marketed it as Jesus. Later on, as it was called the Jesus film, then they started putting that title on there. Who produced this? I'm actually curious. Originally. uh, Campus Crusade for Christ. It was? Okay. Wow. Interdenominational, and I think centering around uh, universities. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. They officially changed their name in 2011 to uh, CRU, or CRU. Crew, right? Yeah, I kind of knew it as. Um, I would sometimes hear it as CCC. We both went to the same university. People also call it Crusade for short. My older sister went to Cal Poly, and like in our university, university was was like the the main Christian university, and still like I think UC San Diego University tends to be pretty strong. I think still historically, but it, and. Cal Poly Campus Crusade was the, I think that's how they referred to it, and that was pretty strong. But I like so. Do they just and then some people referred to it as Crew, and I've heard that. But I think do they just change the name because of the name Crusade? Yeah, like rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, and that bothered me a little, you know, as a as a Jewish person, even though it's like I could tell their intentions were fine. I think that's kind of the the story with a lot of problematic names necessarily is usually it's there's kind of momentum to keep the current name but then once you change i don't think a a lot is lost of course i think that the name itself implies action um they also said uh yeah part of the reason on the name change you know that they're not just on universities as the main expand and reach out like families and yeah it's just kind of a quirk that university was a larger organization and maybe maybe just because some of the teachings and in the organization are more conservative that it did, it didn't work as well at a liberal college so of course i think it's part of it's not like everyone at a liberal university is, is liberal and this film is all the way back in 1979 mm. early for them relatively on i think i heard i heard of it you know my and i think my parents maybe had a copy but then also i know a lot of mission fields have used they take uh, the different translations of this and they go abroad. I watched uh, most of it while in Egypt. I think it was broadcast in Arabic when I one of the times that I watched it and like everybody like sat down and had an outdoor screening of it. Oh wow! You know, on, on lawn chairs. Yeah, were you saying like the first time you really knew about this film was in a was in an outreach event? No, like my parents probably had a copy of it. <laughs> Or maybe my grandma. I think actually possibly one of the first times I watched it was like at my grandma's house or something, you know, just like found it on the shelf. 
in my twenties, I was aware of it being used that way. And as I like, I actually, you know, I thought about, you know, now I'm in Japan and at one point I thought about, you know, like possibly doing overseas missionary work. I'm not doing missionary work per se now, but when I was looking into ministries, you know, I was interested in film and video. And so this one came across and I, I thought it was pretty cool because it's been used as such a tool in, in so many countries. Yeah. And I think I saw it. It's I'm not quite sure um, the context of when I saw it. Mm. It was definitely around like nine or 10, I think when I saw it. And I, I don't think I had seen it since I was able to watch a, a copy with my, copy with my family or it was part of a screening i might have even seen it as part of like a mexico outreach event i think it works really well in an outreach setting in that it does tell a complete story of jesus's life i think with a lot of context to it like i remember that i generally liked the film the first time i i saw it but my general impression was that because i was trying to be so thorough and stick so close to the source material of Luke, there wasn't as much in the way of emotion or a driving plot that I, I would have liked. Okay, I can see that. So at some point I downloaded this. It's available easily to download and actually in multiple languages. The, they uploaded the the people behind the film, put it free on YouTube, and it's also free yeah. on the websites. It wasn't really about box office numbers or sales, mm-hmm. about getting it in, in front of people. I've watched the first... 15 20 minutes of it several times they did an updated version of it with uh, some du- new dubbing choices not all of which i like i like they added uh john one and like uh, telling a genesis story and this like starts off in space and like in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and it tells it tells us the story of the of genesis and the fall of man and like the the garden of eden and then it tells, and like, so, like, I've watched that beginning up to, like, the Christmas story, basically, <laughs> a few times. And then usually what happens is, like, as I'm watching it, I, like, I really like the calling. So I rewatched it. I made it a gif or a gif, whatever you call it, of when uh, Yeshua calls Peter. I love that moment when, in the, when they're in the boat. Peter's like, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Then Peter's like, hey, come, we found the Messiah, come follow. So I like that part. But then once it starts to get into the teaching, uh, some of the, like the middle section, I think it's hard for me to watch continuously, just as it is hard for me to like read the gospels continuously yeah. in the middle sections of uh, Luke, where we just read parable after parable after parable. Yeah. No, I, I, like I, I had to digest I, those. Yeah, I think it's mostly designed where you're, you're reading them in their uh, self-contained stories. That's something that, you know, grok, something to, to kind of chew and, and work on the small section. For the most part, there's not a huge driving plot forward on that. It's real life. There are intentional things where which is foreshadowing. Even those, I think it's take it as pieces. You know, when it comes to a lot of the uh, Jesus stories that just mostly center around... Uh, you know, the crucifixion, like, especially the passion, like it's missing by not having the earlier parts. But on the other hand, I think this, it spends so much time that really uh, drags in the middle. So the last 20 minutes or 20 or 30 minutes, I actually did find this time I found emotional. It's hard to watch crucifixion, any portrayal of it, and like to sit through that. And I was actually quite moved by that this time, rewatching, rewatching that ending. Uh, It's more evocative. They don't show any, like too many details like the show like nails about to go in his wrist 
and then he yells out the crowd reacting to him and like just turning on him that was it's a, it's crazy to think of creator of the universe you know blessed art thou lord creator of the universe you know oh god and then he's he's being mocked and basically the lord knew that he had to go through the crucifixion you know in order to save all who call him but then in doing so he has to basically people reject him as king maybe just because i've seen it in other stories that i it didn't really connect with me that much that it was shot well enough maybe feel the connection when i when i first saw it but then i i don't know or maybe because they had to do a, a lot of narration to explain things and like you said so the in 2001 they redubbed the movie i think but the uh-huh. original version was dubbed anyway that was part of their way to keep costs low is they didn't use any of the sound uh-huh. on set the main actor that was jesus uh, redubbed his own line but then often it was like the rest of the actors it, it wasn't now did you watch this one sitting one all the way through i i don't i never i haven't really ever except for that one time in egypt i yeah. watched it in like 10 sittings <laughs> so. yeah. maybe that's part of it too is that i watched it over a few different settings maybe felt a little longer so apparently according to the main actor he said that he was surprised it wasn't a four-hour film based on the amount of things they, they filmed and then didn't use in the film. Oh, interesting. I think that they ended up filming a lot more just in, in the middle. And they went back in 2001, that open was the opening scene. I actually oh, I really that, like that it talked. It didn't require a, a lot of work, but just having something stylized for you know the Garden of Eden and quickly showing abraham and isaiah no i haven't seen the chosen the tv series do you think now that it, it could have worked better they've only done three seasons of the of the tv show but they're planning to do seven seasons like oh, so wow. 70 hours doing uh, jesus's life but on the other hand it's bro- broken up into hour segments i don't know if uh, that would have helped it makes sense from a ministry perspective you want to be able to show it as a, a two-hour movie and even the, yeah. the original version was a little was less than two hours. Well, and as, as far as the chosen, I've heard mixed things. Some people really like the chosen. Some people critique it for for various reasons. The idea of like breaking it up into a few different ones. There's another one too that with um, the guy from Lost, Desmond from Lost. He, he plays Jesus in the Gospel of John. I don't know how long is that one. Do you remember? It's like I haven't seen hours. that either, but I do like that there's been a few, and you know I haven't seen them all, but that there's at least one version for each of the four Gospels. There's definitely the the main ones have been trying to take elements from all four, and this one is just Luke. And then there's they have the little quote in the beginning, saying no actor can like rightfully you know play the Jesus, but it's been it's been done so to to help tell the story. Basically, the nice thing about this one is that it is grounded in scriptures. And that it always kind of directs you. Ninety-five percent of the narration is taken from from the word. I like that, and I do like the fact that it is contained. Probably just would depend on your your uses. You, if you look on YouTube, there are people like you know. I just watched this film on YouTube, and now I'm I want to follow the Lord. And there might be people who have done that with the like the chosen. I, I think the Lord can use any of these, you know, in any in any given way narratively how do you tell the parables you know there's also the danger though you don't want to like i've heard sometimes that the chosen maybe they add some things that are happening is like uh like yeah you're adding to the bible so 
I don't know. Mostly it'd be adding maybe not the stories, but at, at the very least you're you're taking a risk by putting in characters you're thinking at the time. So in the chosen, I think you go in the book of Acts. Is that is that the idea? I think the seven years is just going to be the, the gospel. Seven seasons seems yeah, a I mean, little long. The first season is is mostly like it's like childhood oh, I mean, and yeah, so temptation. The first season they threw in some of that, yeah, and they threw in kind of the flashback or like setting up that stuff. So it's not baptism and stuff. Yeah. In the book of John, there's like the pool, and that it takes a couple chapters, but I can see like. You know, there's certain healings where if you told the story a certain way, you could tell the story of any, like any of the given healings. And that could take a full episode of a series television or so showing a person in pain, you know, or like a blind person trying to go about their life and then meeting the Lord and then the Lord healing the person and then the person reacting and like, the you know, the Pharisees or <laughs> the, the teachers reacting. And then the person, like you know, sharing sharing the gospel, like in each episode, you know, that that could happen. I'd have to, I'd have to see it though to to know my own take on it. I think it Jesus is is affected by having the call of faith at the end. I think that's important. That's something you don't really see in the in films. I I think I've seen a few Christian films where they'll write in like it's a it's a character that gets the call to faith so the viewer hears it this is less clunky i think it's i liked how they did that it's impressive right it doesn't feel clunky but you feel like you actually can pray along in a kind of meaningful way i think that they pay attention well to the historical details like that could have been the actual matzo that's prepared in the ancient way they still make it that way and especially in israel they said they had to work really hard they film shots without showing like cactus or something where it's like plants in in israel you know that weren't there during biblical times with the exception of the you know the new intro they filmed which wouldn't which wasn't really israel per se anyway that they filmed jesus in israel and took them a long time to film they went around in israel and they filmed when they filmed this huh yeah in fact i think uh, some of the stuff was filmed on location oh wow like it does feel that way like it feels like you're there a lot of it was filmed like in the countryside you know to avoid urbanization but they did film some stuff in jerusalem countryside yeah. is like normal like city or most towns historically right there's a few little special effects that i think were a little cringy maybe they were decent in the time but i can kind of tell did you ever notice that what are you referring to oh, like okay, things so, going, like, him, like uh, him starting to glow during the transfiguration oh god gotcha. um you know the scriptures actually say that his his clothes did turn white and he was illuminated. Actually, you know, I have no idea what it actually <laughs> really looked like yeah. at the time. I guess that didn't bother me too much because it, it was something supernatural. Like the footage of them on the sea, kind of fake. There's one shot where it's like when Jesus is being tempted and he's looking over the temple. And I was like, oh, this is obviously a model. I was like, I wonder if this is the model that they have at the Israeli museum. where. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you, the one, you've been there. Like, the Israeli museum they built. There's a huge scale model of the temple and the city you know which is impressive to look at but for a model but it just doesn't yeah you're a filmmaker and you know how the way the sausage is made yeah (laughs) i I don't think you'd even remember it but i used that for like the background of the tabernacle lyric video when they showed the pigs running it was like sped up footage you know and that's something that's like i can tell it all the time in like a lot of bigger budget but older films 
it's hard for me to see it with like completely fresh eyes too because i'm like i'm thinking of the scriptures or there's other things in in my life too or but that i'm that i was like thinking of demons and pigs though that must have been kind of crazy you know hazakim in uh the theophanies album maybe another album too they used uh, the music from this I think they used some of the music oh, they did. from this film. I didn't remember the soundtrack on that. Yeah, I thought the soundtrack was pretty decent. The main thing that it's a little cringy for me is like the dubbing on Mary's voice because I've heard two different versions of it. <laughs> the fact that she's she's dubbed is just like obviously dubbed. That's that's the only thing. But I still like it though. It just feels awkward or like I lose my suspension of disbelief. It's not suspension of disbelief because I believe this really happened, but I lose like the story. Pretty decent casting too. I think that, you know, nothing out of place. Like I think it wasn't, they were almost all the main char- characters are Jews in, in the story, both the apostles and then also like the Pharisees and stuff. Like I think they did a good job of those. They felt close enough to. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I guess I'd recommend that if your goal is to see just the story of Jesus, like not necessarily the best story about Jesus, but just the the most accurate story about Jesus, I'd say that this qualifies. Definitely if you're in a like a cross international setting, like I want to show this to my family in Japanese sometime. It's a useful tool So with the knowledge that, you, you know, you should go to, back to the scriptures, which I think you should anyways. No, I think if you already know the story, then it's like I've, I felt like, more emotion connection with like uh, Passion of the Christ or even Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, interesting. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. that one. I mean, that is a whole <laughs> lot of liberties and, and stuff. You know, as far as maybe not emotion, but like a interesting movies that make you think Mary Magdalene, which came out a couple of years ago, Last Days in the Desert. That's just about him being tempted. It is quite an interesting story, but you don't get the full story. There's several stories that are quite good about you know, the Christmas story, you know, and I'm sure we'll, we'll cover them also. We've yeah. already done one. Yeah. If you have to just recommend one, it'd probably be this. Yeah. And I think that the, you know, there's definitely would learn a lot of stuff and it could be used even in a spiritual sense, but there are uh, distractions away from uh-huh. the message. This is the safest one that was like fully intentionally meant to be as to share the gospel and get, like get, and like as you said i think the the little tag at the end they offer an opportunity which is impressive to say that this is probably the standard in terms of like making a something based on this the scripture i would agree on that too i've definitely heard of that seemed like they would be just the biblical story but i think they're all modernizations or liberties on to you know enhance the stories but yeah i would i would definitely agree on that if you're watching it alone though i wouldn't necessarily you know you don't have to watch everything <laughs> it, like all the way through <laughs> i think it's okay to watch it in like chunks it's okay it's translated in the most languages out of any film oh, okay cool so it's it's great that that's to reach out yeah well anyway uh hope you can have a good good holiday yeah and yes he's still risen Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.